I don't know about your Facebook feed, but mine isn't getting any better. The incessant whining of the neolibs that we need to stop Trump is getting worse every single day. It isn't just Bill Maher, it's the people who listen to him. And as Keaton said on the show yesterday, they're not cool, these people who listen to Bill Maher. The HBO audience has grown out of coolness. So if you've had enough of these privileged assholes telling you how to vote, the next two days worth of shows ought to help out quite a bit. If you're a little squeamish about sharing my show with people on Facebook, I don't blame you. Even I'm a little squeamish sometimes, but I still do it. And I hope you will too. Let's begin with the delightful essay by Kathy Copeland Patton, There is no such thing as a progressive Democrat. Ah, the progressive Democrat. Your classic contradiction in terms. It's like military intelligence or compassionate conservative. They exist only in the minds of those claiming the title. You have a better chance of seeing a pink fluffy unicorn dancing on rainbows than finding a genuinely progressive Democrat. Because progressives do not condone austerity economics, hawkishness, systemic racism, or death by fossil fuels. We do support Medicare for all, downsizing the military, dismantling the police state, and saving the dying planet from the reckless disregard of the elites. This is me talking. Notice she said, because progressives do not condone. That means also they do not endorse Bernie Sanders. We do not endorse austerity, hawkishness, systemic racism, or death by fossil fuels. So you can say that you don't endorse those policies, but if you're endorsing Joe Biden, you're endorsing those policies. And you comfy voters, it's the same for you. You endorse Joe Biden when you vote for him. And you endorse Kamala Harris when you vote for her. When you vote for that ticket, you're endorsing austerity economics, hawkishness, systemic racism, and on and on. You're supporting the 94 crime bill. You're endorsing it. And with regard to imperialism, you're supporting a ticket that's worse than Donald Trump. So if by this point you've thrown up your hands in despair and say, okay then, I'm just not going to vote, you're actually being more moral than if you endorse either of these two assholes. If you didn't watch over the last couple of days, you need to go back and see how we demystify, debunk, and dismantle the idea of damage control voting. There is no such thing. The caption under this photo reads, Seriously, do we stutter? No premiums. No deductibles. No surprise bills. Remember, by voting for the blue brain-dead boob, you are actively supporting, in theory anyway, frankly, your vote doesn't mean shit, everything he stands for. Racism. Sexism. Uninvited hair sniffing. It doesn't matter if you're holding your nose while swallowing for Biden. Ew, by the way. This does not make you a patriot. It makes you an idiot. But again, no matter. The end result is the same. I wonder about this a lot, though. Knowing what you know about this man and his record, not everyone can claim ignorance as an excuse, how can you condone it with your supposedly meaningful lol vote? You guys rewarding him at the ballot box is precisely what the DNC counted on all along. And why wouldn't they? 
The vote blue no matter who cultists make it perfectly clear that they, and in their delusional world, you, after enough bullying, will eventually settle for whatever puddle of political pus the DNC presents to you. Preemptive surrender and lesser evilism ensure the Democratic Party that you'll just shrug and still check their box even as they veer further and further right, since the 1990s in particular. Dear God, they're doing the facking Macarena. There was a time when I could, or so I thought, understand the logic of the Dem-Enter strategy. But, keep in mind, my understanding was that a hostile takeover of the Democratic Party infrastructure was the goal, not rolling over and playing dead like a bunch of sniveling, pathetic cowards. Silly me. Anyway, I didn't see it as surrender. I saw it as playing the long game in the same vein as building viable third parties. And some people still believe this, bless their hearts, even with everything that's transpired since shit show 2016. Never thought the Dems could top the attack of the pantsuit succubus, but here we are. Hey, I've seen this one. Biden, 59%. Trump, 39%. Hillary Clinton, 49%. Trump, 37%. I guess we have seen this one. All this and COVID-19 too. The bottom line is the DNC doesn't mind losing. They're okay with playing good cop to the GOP's bad cop while passing practically every piece of Republican legislation thrown their way. What's progressive about that? Absolutely nothing, that's what. No matter who wins the battle of the incoherent pervs, the elites will be fine. We will not. No progressive would condone either party's platform of, we're not the other guys. The GOP seems to understand that and rallies their base. But for some reason, neoliberals believe that if you're not a card-carrying Republican, your vote is theirs by default. No, it's totally not. Now get your vote blue no matter who whiny asses phone banking and door knocking instead of harassing real progressives on the left. We are not in your club. We will never be in your club. And truth be told, most of us despise your club. And finally, the orange anal wart is not some comic book supervillain. He's an imbecile, a clown, and the direct result of decades of bad policy, lesser evilism, and runaway capitalism. I simply don't know how to make it any clearer for you. And anyway, if you were truly progressive and not a neoliberal faux-gressive fraud, it would be clear already. Salesman. Slaps USA. You can fit so many fucking idiots in this bad boy. And from Kathy Copeland Patton, we move on to Caitlin Johnstone. On vote shaming, 21 ways supporting the U.S. establishment is worse than voting third party. Your Bernie-loving, Biden-voting suburbanites are going to love you for sharing this. The vote-shaming engines have predictably kicked into high gear in America as the presidential election approaches, with shit-lib pundits like Bill Maher doing their part to paint third-party voters as the most toxic people in the world. Which is, of course, ridiculous. I have no strong opinions about how Americans should vote in November, but it's obvious that in terms of toxicity, third-party voters are not on the list of people who are worthy of criticism. The dire situation humanity now finds itself in under the leadership of the U.S. hegemon is not the fault of a small fringe faction which doesn't want to support 
oligarch-coddling, ecocidal warmongers. It's the fault of those who help preserve America's oligarchic, ecocidal, warmongering status quo. It's you comfy Dems' fault. Contrary to the stock template lines that establishment spinmeisters are regurgitating to bully the left into submission, here are 21 things which are in fact a lot more crazy, selfish, stupid, and privileged than voting third party. Number one, supporting a two-headed one-party system in the most powerful government on earth which has plagued our planet with endless war and ecocide and marched humanity to the brink of extinction. Number two, continuing to support a political system which is wholly owned and operated by the wealthy, leaving zero effective influence over U.S. policy in the hands of ordinary Americans and immense influence in the hands of the very rich. Number three, continuing to support a system which consistently deceives the American people into consenting to oppressive neoliberal exploitation at home and bloodthirsty neoconservative warmongering abroad, both of which always hurt the most impoverished and disadvantaged groups worst. Number four, continuing to support a two-headed, one-party system where one head always pushes as far to the right as possible when in power, and the other head never moves things back leftward, even one iota, when it's in power. Number five, continuing to support a political establishment which rehabilitates war criminals like George W. Bush, Bill Kristol, David Frum, and John Bolton, while demonizing anyone who refused to vote for a warmonger. Number six, supporting a political party which has been consistently attacking Donald Trump from the right on foreign policy, pushing him to escalate Cold War tensions with Russia further and further, and shrieking hysterically if he makes the slightest move toward de-escalation anywhere. Number seven, supporting a political party which is designed to co-opt all leftward populism and railroad it into support for an establishment which promotes war and oligarchy while depriving Americans of the same social safety nets afforded to everyone in every other major country on earth. Number eight, supporting a party which claims to support press freedoms while cheerleading Trump's extradition of Julian Assange, a move which, if successful, will cripple press freedoms around the globe and make it impossible to hold the world's most powerful government to account. Number nine, supporting a political party which has spent Trump's term galvanizing its base around the psychopathic CIA and J. Edgar Hoover's minority-oppressing, left-punching FBI while doing everything it can to stamp out any leftist zeitgeist within its ranks. Number 10, continuing to support a mass media structure which works every day to deceive Americans into supporting their own impoverishment while weapons of war are spread across the planet at massive expense. Number 11, supporting a political establishment which promises slow incremental change and actually delivers no change whatsoever while our species slides off the cliff of extinction, taking out the most impoverished and marginalized first. Number 12, pretending foreign policy just doesn't exist, or if it does exist, pretending Joe Biden isn't a lifelong warmonger who has spent his entire campaign attacking Trump for being insufficiently hawkish in most spheres of international conflict. Number 13, 
ignoring the fact that both parties are working in support of world-threatening Cold War escalations against both Russia and China, a multi-front campaign whose complexity increases the probability of something going cataclysmically wrong even more than the last Cold War. Number 14, pretending a party that's done exactly nothing for America's disempowered communities isn't directly responsible for the poverty, police brutality, mass incarceration, exploitation, and oppression those communities face today. Number 15, pretending a return to how things were before Trump's presidency wouldn't just be a return to the conditions which created Trump's presidency. Number 16, pretending Obama, who destroyed Libya, devastated Syria, facilitated the rape of Yemen, intervened in Ukraine, maintained and expanded all of Bush's most depraved policies and did nothing for the people who elected him, was a good president. Number 17, continuing to support a political system where everything keeps getting worse no matter which oligarchic puppet Americans elect. Number 18, putting your head in the sand and pretending everything will be fine once a Democrat is in charge again, again. Number 19, supporting a novelty joke party with fake primaries, which are always rigged to ensure victory for the safest oligarchic puppet instead of pushing for something resembling actual democracy. Number 20, promoting the lie that if you just keep doing something that has never ever worked, this time it might produce different results. Number 21, lulling people back to sleep when the only thing that can help ordinary people is for them to start waking up and using the power of their numbers to force drastic revolutionary change. It's easy to advocate incrementalism when you're not living hand to mouth. It's selfish to think that acting on climate change can be rolled out over many decades so as not to upset the corporate donors of your favorite politicians. It's the height of entitlement to close the door to progressives inside the Democratic Party and then throw a shit fit when they vote for another party. It's hypocritical to hyperventilate about election rigging Russians while secretly and then openly rigging primaries against progressives. Supporting the continued existence of a fake two-party system which advances exploitative agendas hurts the most vulnerable populations in America and in the entire world. Acting self-righteous because you actively support that system while spitting on the people who are trying to change it is selfish, is stupid, is hypocritical, and is a mark of extreme privilege. Okay, dear viewers and listeners, you know what to do next.